from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Tuesday, March 27th. I'm Marco Werman. The UN says the government in Syria has accepted a six-point peace plan, but opposition activists say the fighting hasn't stopped. Also, two young Syrian Americans returned to Syria to join the rebels. Their father wasn't pleased when he found them. I cursed them. I, 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 of course, I didn't say hello to them. I said, you know, I was very angry. I was worried about myself. Now I'm worried about three people. And later, the looting of Egypt's antiquities post-revolution. BBC News with David Austin. The United States has reacted cautiously to Syria's acceptance of the peace plan put forward by the UN Arab League envoy Kofi Annan. The Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton, said Damascus would be judged by its actions, not its word. She said Syria must immediately silence its guns, allow humanitarian aid in, and start preparing for a democratic transition. Given uh, Assad's history of overpromising and under-delivering, uh, that commitment must now be matched by immediate actions. Uh, we will judge Assad's uh, sincerity and seriousness by what he does, not by what he says. Mr. Annan's plan calls for a UN-monitored end to the fighting, the pullout of government troops from opposition cities, and improved humanitarian access. The United Nations has increased its estimate for the number of people killed in the past year of unrest in Syria to more than 9,000. A UN Middle East peace envoy, Robert Seri, told the Security Council that violence in the country had continued unabated and that there must be an end to the fighting. Earlier, Syrian state television showed footage of President Bashar al-Assad visiting the devastated former rebel stronghold of Baba Amr in the city of Homs. Pope Benedict has visited Cuba's most important Catholic shrine, where he called on Cubans to work for justice and prayed for those deprived of freedom. He's now travelled to the capital, Havana. Sarah Rainsford reports. Pope Benedict spent several minutes in silent prayer before the image of Cuba's patron saint, a wooden statue draped in a bright gold cape. Emerging from the shrine, he told the crowd he'd prayed for the future of their country, advancing, he said, along the ways of renewal and hope. Change and openness are emerging as the themes of this papal visit to a one-party communist state. But Cuba is adamant that the only openings here will be economic. The man charged with implementing unprecedented reforms on the island has stressed that the goal is to update Cuba's economic model to ensure that socialism is sustainable. There's been a second day of clashes in the oil-rich border region between Sudan and South Sudan. The Sudanese authorities accuse the South of carrying out attacks on their side of the border, but say they don't want a return to war. The South Sudanese accuse the North of massing forces in the area. Richard Hamilton has more. Although the arguments are very complicated, the reason for this conflict is fairly simple and can be summed up in one word, oil. It was oil that fueled the decades-long civil war between North and South, and it is oil and who owns the disputed oil fields that continues to be the source of the tension and violence between them. The problem was that although the two sides signed a comprehensive peace agreement in 2005, ending that civil war, the status of Abyei, where several oil fields lie, was never decided and the border between the two states never fully demarcated. World News from the BBC. 
The satellite TV station Al Jazeera says the video footage it was sent of a series of shootings in France by the Islamist gunman Mohamed Merah will not be broadcast. The channel said the videos did not add new information to what was already known and did not meet its code of ethics for broadcast. The gunman killed seven people in and around Toulouse. Police say they are now searching for an accomplice who posted the video to Al Jazeera. French judges are reported to have requested an arrest warrant for the son of the president of Equatorial Guinea over allegations that he misappropriated his country's funds to support a lavish lifestyle in France. Christian Fraser reports from Paris. Theodorin Obiang is accustomed to the good life. He's often photographed enjoying an extravagant lifestyle complete with million-dollar homes and luxurious yachts. The billboards in his home capital of Malabo show him at work and in touch.